0: What is it now, Karen? Episode three. Hi, Joseph. Hi, Beth Aiden. All
1: right. It's episode three.
0: It's episode three. The trilogy. Does
1: this mean it's the last one?
0: Who knows? Never know what tomorrow holds.
1: We're on YouTube now.
0: Yeah, we're um, we're really moving up the world. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, SoundCloud as well, are we?
1: Yep. We only have one subscriber on YouTube, and it's me. You don't need to subscribe.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I have a YouTube account, so I don't know if I can subscribe.
1: Have you been this week?
0: Um, I've been okay. Um, when when it's been about a week since we last recorded, has not it? So I can't really think what I've been up to. The weather was quite nice at weekend. I managed to get outside, play some tennis. But um, apart from that, just working. What about you? Did we ever get to the the bottom of this um, bathroom conundrum?
1: Sort of. It's getting done on the 21st of September. but
0: That's my birthday.
1: Oh well, yeah, definitely knew that.
0: Because <laughs> you don't have your
1: birthday on your Facebook. Do I not? You need to change that.
0: I don't know. I don't like to give people too much information. You never know who's then watching.
1: Any, then you don't get any presents.
0: Um, I But I'm turning 25. I think I'm beyond presents now.
1: When's my birthday?
0: Your birthday is in October. It's at the end of October. It's the 28th.
1: So close. 26th. So I'll
0: give you that one. 26th, right. Because I, I, I always know it's around Halloween.
1: Yeah.
0: We always have like a Halloween
1: night.
0: Not this year. Not this year. Scary enough. <laughs> what would um,
1: up as the coronavirus?
0: I think that would be really <laughs> insensitive considering it's killed like a million people worldwide. Too soon? Definitely too soon. We're still in it yeah was it last year we went out? did you not go as Donald Trump?
1: yeah or the year before last year we were in Sweden
0: so we were god almighty jet, jet setters I know that's good you you just made me go on all those bloody roller coasters I was at literally literally green a shade of green He's pushed me to my limit going on one and then he's made me go on two more
1: oh good times
0: good times no longer Glasgow lockdown. Glasgow lockdown continues. Still not allowed to visit people. Um, still not allowed to have visitors. So yeah, but but okay. Needs must. Needs must. I'm not begrudging it because I mean it's not like I'm doing anything anyway. I'm just working and then come home and then go to sleep and then repeat. So, but I think is the, the people are quite annoyed at the fact that you can still go to the pub and things, but you can't go and sit in your family's house. And I think down south they're saying that they know from like test and trace that a lot of the new cases down in Bolton, which has just been locked down, are coming from twenty to thirty year olds or twenty to forty year olds. Um because they're the groups, the stage groups are out socialising the most in pubs and cafes and restaurants. Um, because
1: the government told them told them to
0: exactly. That's just what I was about to say. So because the government said, well eat out to help out and you know go to the pub and help save the economy and all that kind of stuff. And then they get, you know,
1: yeah, Matt Hancock this morning was saying, you know, don't kill your granny.
0: Don't kill your granny. Don't kill your granny, but keep going to the pub.
1: Side note, I hate Matt Hancock.
0: Well, I'll, I'll not make the obvious joke.
1: No, there's just something about him. It's odious. It's, it's a... Odious? <laughs> I can't bear looking at him.
0: Yeah, these, uh, I think we face faced with like some of the most incompetent people we've ever had, ever. Mm. As a government, it's like, I don't know if it's because, like, they've all banded together or if it's just extremely bad luck that we've ended up with all these idiots at once.
1: What they're doing at the moment, though, is is gaslighting because they're saying, on the one hand, you know, go out, socialise, eat out to help out, you know, get back to work, kickstart the economy again. Oh, look at all these young people out and about. Shock, horror.
0: I know. You can't have your cake and eat it, if that's the right phrase. I've never actually used that in a sentence before.
1: Mm, sound right. Sounds right. Okay. I think
0: that means what I want it to mean. Yeah, just just ridiculous. Yeah, gaslighting, yeah, you're right. That's a good word, actually, gaslighting.
1: They also recently said, um, or Matt Hancock said, rather, and during question time, um, that the lockdown started on the week of the 17th of March. But I was working from home that week, and that was the week of the Cheltenham Festival. (laughs) Because I remember working from home, the telly was on in the background, but I was obviously
0: working Mm -hmm. in the
1: Mm -hmm. background. And the Cheltenham Festival was on. So I'm sort of saying to myself, I'm looking at those crowds and sort of thinking, you know, this can't be as bad as the media or people are sort of, you know, people are worrying over nothing sort of thing. This will be over in a couple of weeks just by looking at the scenes at the Cheltenham Festival. So, it's already starting that they're saying, you know, lockdown started on 17th of March. Yeah. No, it didn't.
0: Revision, revisionists. Revisionism.
1: Uh-huh. They're sort of already planting that seed.
0: It's totally brazen, though. It's like, why did they come out with these this utter nonsense, like complete lies that are...
1: It's as if we won't remember. I know. It wasn't that long ago.
0: <sighs> Typical Tory behaviour. Fed up with it.
1: I reckon
0: Bed, the Hancocks a Karen. And they're all Karens in a way, aren't they?
1: Not that you're not even the good kind.
0: Not even the good kind. Um Oh yeah, that, that was your that was your homework uh, for for that week past. You were to think of a time that you'd you'd behaved in, in a Karen like way. So Oh yeah. Did you manage to think of anything?
1: Well, I'm thinking that I might need to, to do a Karen soon. Because oh, right. I bought two bottles of wine at the co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, not to drink all at once. Um, I had a friend coming over. Um, maybe a bottle each is still too much, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, you really have
0: a friend coming over, Bethany? Or were they both you? Really, this is a safe space you can admit to two bottles of wine.
1: Well, I think she was drinking gin. And, but, you know, I just wanted to buy two bottles of <laughs> It was a good price. So, halfway through the first bottle... And noticed that it went out of date in April 2019. Oh my god. So I think I was already a little bit merry, so I just drank the rest of it because it tasted okay.
0: Did you have a even worse hangover the next day because it was out of date?
1: When I noticed that it was out of date in 2019, I also noticed that it was low alcohol. It was like 5% or something. Oh god. I didn't mean to buy that one. Um... Yeah, so I have a bottle of wine from two thousand and nineteen just sitting in the fridge. So I don't want to drink it because it's just the thought in my head now. is just that it's fusty and weird. <laughs> but is it a brass neck to go up to the co-op for a six-pound bottle of wine to take? And say so
0: you're you're selling me out of date products.
1: Yeah, I don't have the receipt either.
0: All oh, right, well, no, absolutely not. You can't do that. Oh, that could be completely okay. unproven. I'm sort of it's
1: a but, semi-regular customer, so I think right. they might recognise me.
0: Right, but as okay, so a double-edged sword, so like in one, in one hand, they would be like, oh no, she's in here all the time, we trust her. But on the other hand, if that backfires, they'll know exactly who you are and you can never show your face again. But see, if you don't have the receipt, and you stole up there with two empty bottles of 2019 wine, those be like, well, you obviously bought it in 2019, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> I've already drank one. Big night. So yeah, I'm thinking about it.
0: Okay. Let me know if you need any advice. From, okay. From, I don't I've
1: think you'll a trip advisor though.
0: All oh, right. I've got experience though. I can, I can help you word your complaint. You could send an email to the head office or something.
1: Yeah, they just, just go in and just ask to speak to the manor, manager immediately.
0: Immediately? Slam the bottle of wine down on the counter. Mm-hmm. Cross your arms. Mm-hmm. Fix them with a steely, steely glare and demand to speak to the manager. Okay, so some feedback on the, on the podcast this week from a listener called Denise. So some feedback was she enjoyed episode two, um, but she right, rightly pointed out that I referred to Alex Scott repeatedly as a female footballer. Um, and she felt that it would have been more appropriate to just say footballer.
1: Yeah.
0: Fair point. Well made. I think I maybe initially said it because her name's Alex Scott and that could be either a male or female footballer. So I think I said female initially to maybe clarify that and then just stuck with it.
1: Nice save.
0: That's like a... This is like, when, pun intended. They put, this is like when they put... It's <laughs> like when they put little um, correction notes in the newspaper. And say. Yeah. We wrongly described Alex Scott as a female footballer.
1: It's very common, though. A woman who's a politician is no, yeah. always a female politician or mother of two politicians. So <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself.
0: Like that Jess Collins song?
1: Oh, yeah. She's cancelled, isn't she?
0: Have we but, spoken yeah. about this before?
1: Maybe. Oh. I'm having deja vu. Does she go to, like, the rips oh, and attracts it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she basically... Uh, I don't think it was a restaurant. It was some weird restaurant. I think it's called like spooky fish or spooky prawn or something. I have no idea. It was like anyway. She rocked up in like you know streetwear, which is obviously very trendy at the moment. And she got turned away in trainers, and then she was like all over Instagram being like disgraceful service, turned away. Da 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 da. We got a table at this restaurant, and it was delicious. Thank you for your great service. Da da, da. I think it's a case of like a celebrity being like, you know, that attitude of like, don't you know who I am? yeah i used to be very obsessed with hold my hand in the early years of uni for some reason i don't know yeah. why
1: is that now,
0: like the jet two song yeah the jet two song <laughs> now it's overplayed for other sure.
1: airlines are available
0: <laughs> um do you know apparently a, a jet two flight get grounded like delayed on the tarmac outside the airport for like two or three hours or something and they just played hold my Hand on loop for hours passengers had to be like can you please turn that off they were like driving people mad
1: Maybe that bouncer was on the flight. (laughs) It's Karen of the Week time. So, this is a comment under a Sun newspaper article. Peter Andre says he's had intense therapy for 10 years to combat depression. And the article Mm. just goes on to say how he's struggled for years, um, stems from being bullied at school really horrible bullying when he was younger and he's had that right so that's the basis of the article and we have another gammon on our hands i <laughs> will assume is another gammon
0: excellent a
1: comment uh, from someone called martin okay and martin um sharing his thoughts with everyone he says i'd be very depressed if i had a great career lovely children and millions in the bank too but then he goes on to say, so he does an ellipsis, dot, dot, dot.
0: A bit of tension. Draw the, draw the reader in. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm hooked. Let's go.
1: Okay. So he then goes on to say, just goes to show money and fame can not buy happiness. Mm. So obviously he's saying uh, there's a little bit of kind of um, sarcasm in there. I'd be depressed if I had a great career, lovely children, millions in the bank. What do you think about that comment?
0: I think he's belittling it the issue i think maybe i guess you always say you don't know what's going on behind closed doors i think it's quite easy to sit on the outside and be like oh that person's quite rich and famous they must have a really great life and yeah they always say they do say money can't buy you happiness but money can buy you a great many things that contribute to happiness as it were
1: it doesn't buy happiness but it can definitely help alleviate some of your problems and you know if you can't afford to buy food, you're going to be unhappy.
0: Unhappy, I think you'll yeah. be more than unhappy. You know what I mean? Um, no, yeah, I know what you mean. Like money will money will get you a full belly and somewhere warm to sleep and basic needs like that. I
1: mean, obviously, in Peter Andre's case, you know, he's got more than just enough to sustain himself. You know, imagine he's well, I'm just guessing. You know, because he's celebrity. Sing a pit single Mysterious Girl. Oh yeah. Love that song. You do like that. Yeah.
0: You do you you love that song, actually? Do
1: I love that song. I have a real soft spot for Peter on do. That's why I was quite upset at Martin and his comments.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he Martin's not being very kid. sensitive.
1: Oh, he loves his kids.
0: So does so does Katie Price. She loves her wins as well. Can four.
1: Yeah. So let's read the comment again. So I'd be depressed if I had a great career, lovely children and millions in the bank too. Setting aside the fact that he's a celebrity, you know, he's obviously a man. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it just kind of struck me that, you know, we're seeing reports in the media and papers, social media all the time about male suicide, male mental health. (laughs) I'm not laughing at... Male suicide, Joseph I just, just his mic.
0: <laughs> I just threw my mic onto the...
1: Very passionate about the subject. <laughs> yeah, setting aside the fact that obviously he's a celebrity is, you know, we're talking about male mental health, male suicide, yeah. particularly, you know, we're coming out of lockdown slash still half in lockdown. The cases of depression and GP referrals for antidepressants are, I think sky high at the moment. And, you know, comments like that just really perpetuate this idea that men, particularly successful or apparently successful men, you know, what have you got to be sad about?
0: Yeah. Again, lacking that empathy. I think I might be right in saying that suicide is the the biggest killer of men under forty in this country.
1: forty five. Under forty five,
0: yeah, and I mean that is shocking, really, when you think about you know all the other potential causes of death, like to for it to be suicide, it's just, yeah, it is. I mean, it is like a, it is a bit of a a crisis, isn't it? And people are it's coming more and more into the kind of social like public, public, public eye, social consciousness. But I really I still feel that there's not a whole lot done about it there's a lot of talk and people speak about it quite a lot but I don't know of any kind of actual initiatives or obviously there's charities like Samaritans and things but yeah what has actually been done to try and address this?
1: I've seen a few you know initiatives pop up a shout out to a charity called Andy's Man Club which was started by a guy in Leeds whose I don't know if it was brother or his friend committed suicide but they have this club Andy's Man Club where Guys, men meet up, a cup of tea, and they chat. But I don't know how many people go to those clubs, 20, 30 people. They're kind of dotted around.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: thousands of men are killing themselves every year.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a shame. I mean, it, all credit to them being a charity and kind of setting up and, and doing things like that. But, it, I mean, it is a bit of a damning indictment, isn't it? A bit of like the kind of mental health provision in this country um
1: it's shocking shocking for men and women though mm-hmm. i once I, i'll maybe take this out if it's not right but read that as like a young man you're more likely to die of suicide than cancer
0: yeah i can i can truly believe that
1: which as you know someone with young brothers you know boyfriend friends think of my dad uncles it's terrifying
0: yeah can you think of can you think of any times that you've had a frank and open discussion with a man in your life about their feelings or emotions or mental health?
1: Often it's me sort of golden and interrogating it doesn't often come from the guy saying I'm struggling can you help me or yeah. I'm feeling a bit down today or something simple like that it's usually I'll maybe see them or notice whether it's boyfriend, brother, friends—you know—you're right. But mm-hmm. I don't really, would they tend to, in my experience, sort of express it?
0: And okay, so what about your female friends? Your kind of circle of female friends—do you talk openly about that kind of thing then, or are people more likely to to mention that they feel sad or down?
1: I think it's women generally will sort of talk about the small stuff. So I, I can talk to my friend. I can talk for hours on the phone to my friends or we'll go for a walk. Whereas men tend to only really socialise at the pub or playing sports. There isn't that kind of formalness of just having a chat or going for a walk or coming over for a cup of tea. There doesn't seem to be that among men. Could be wrong.
0: No, I think I think I think I would agree. I don't think I've ever had many frank discussions about mental health. I mean, I've definitely I know that I've, I have had some, not not relating not relating to myself, um, but with other people about their mental health. But it's not common. I don't think. I don't think men really speak about it. I'm trying to think. It's not something that you really speak about. I would, or maybe I would. I also think I would find it difficult to ask. As well, if it kind of came out of the blue, because I often feel with questions like that, like oh, how, like you normally say, how have you been? and People go, I am alright, thanks. How are you? I yeah. ah, fine.
1: Sometimes how are you is a bit of an empty question, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's just a pleasantry, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's sort
1: of like hi. It, it's almost hi. How are you? It's just the one. Yeah. Sort of word, really. It's <laughs> you not. Even,
0: you don't listen to the answer. You? Yeah. But then again, people oftentimes just answer with, yeah, I'm fine. I think I would find it hard with some of my male friends to just go ahead and ask that question um how's, how's your mood are you feeling low do you think you might be depressed or something
1: but I think it's because there is fewer of those sort of informal chats of meeting for a cup of tea chatting on the phone going for a walk that that sort of thing you know you wouldn't necessarily need to ask because you know I'm using my, myself as an example I went out for a walk with my friend just 20 minutes No, just come out naturally, whereas, you know, rather than having a sit down, how are you, are you depressed, are you feeling low, are you depressed, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of informal around for a cup of tea, I've had a bit of a bad day today, or he's doing my head in, or she's doing my head in, or...
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. But I guess that, yeah, okay, so that might be like a difference in, between men and women, that women are more likely to have that kind of small, that regular small talk, and Voluntarily open up.
1: Well, men. Yeah. Do men typically socialise in the pub? Where else do men socialise? I know that loads of men don't go to the pub, and you know, imagine loads of men have other hobbies, interests. But I'm talking sort of generally, it's the pub, isn't it? Uh,
0: um, I, I don't know. I think that might be a bit of a generalisation.
1: Okay. Where Where would you then socialise with your friends?
0: Um, pre-COVID, right? Okay, so pre-COVID, probably. Well, the pub is a generalization. Yeah, I would still meet them in the pub, or grabbing like lunch or something. Yeah, um, it's different when you do uni. You can kind of go around each other's houses and just sit yeah. and like watch football or watch a film or, you know, stuff like that or play sports if the weather's weather permitting. Or like, are people are really into hill walking now. All of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing.
0: I mean, I'm not a big hill walker, but I guess stuff like that, outdoorsy stuff.
1: Yeah, I think stuff like that will be great because I don't imagine sitting around the pub, anyone, man or woman, would feel confident to go, I'm not really feeling myself at the moment, I'm just feeling a bit down, or pub is not the place for that.
0: Yeah, people would definitely feel that way, they would definitely be like, oh, well, everyone's here having a pint and having a laugh, I'm not about to, you know, open up and be vulnerable it's not the location so yeah i guess it is difficult for men then to find that place and time where they can kind of divulge or disclose to somebody that things aren't going that well
1: well it starts from when you're from when boys i should say are children it's you know man up we're telling children and boys to man up and boys don't cry and all that sort of thing which has Mm. to have some sort of twisted effect on your brain as you grow up
0: yeah, it must. I'm trying to think last time I cried. I'm not entirely sure. I cried today. Did you?
1: I don't know if this is really weird, but I just sometimes will like, think of like a friend or a family member dying, and then I'll just cry.
0: Christ's sake. No, I think that's like an intrusive thought or something. That's just like anxiety. Everybody gets that. The last time I remember properly crying, and I'm not joking, was... When Scotland got beat by Italy in like 2006, 2007, it must have been like 11 or 12. Jeez, oh.
1: <sighs> your eyes must be like little prunes.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't really cry, I guess. yeah.
1: Would you say you're just not a typical crier or do you find yourself like holding back?
0: No, I don't, I don't even ever find myself holding back. I, don't, I think <laughs> this is why sometimes I've said this to my mum before and I've said it to Andy as well. Like I'm a bit worried that I'm a, a psychopath. Because I don't have, while I can empathize, I don't necessarily, I don't sometimes necessarily feel that upset or that sad about things. I don't know if that makes me a psychopath or that just makes me quite resilient. I had to deliver some quite, well, some very bad news at work today and I was nervous before I did it and... I, d- I did feel affected by it, but I didn't at any point think I can't do this or I'm going to cry or I need to take time out. I just kind of did it and then got on with like my next task. But I don't know if that's me or if that's the nature of the job.
1: I guess so I think um, Is it an empath? I
0: don't know. But that's a word that's kind of recently entered the...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I-, I don't is really know. Me? I don't think I 100% know what it means, but I think it's negative.
0: But you do cry. Yeah. do Fair enough. If 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 the emotion affects that way, then God Almighty, let it out. Don't bottle it up.
1: It's bad though. I'll give you a bet, maybe a better example. So, at my old job, a girl I knew told me that her mum got the all clear from cancer, and mm-hmm. seeing her like how happy she was and how you know just overjoyed that her mum had beat cancer, I started crying. At
0: what? <laughs> At work,
1: and then she's going. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's that sort of seeing how happy she was, and then I just yeah started crying. She's going. It's all right. It's all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And were you able to speak, or was it just a tear, or was it full-blown sobs?
1: It was between a single tear and a sob. It was a sort of just.
0: And were you able to speak? What did you say?
1: I was sort of going like, I'm sorry, but then I was, because I was sorry for crying, and then like, I'm so happy for you, I'm so, that's great news, Well's I was crying.
0: Oh, but that's quite
1: at, at my desk.
0: <laughs> I don't know, I think I, I quite admire that, Bethany, to be that empathetic.
1: I think somewhere between me and you would be good.
0: So, normal.
1: Normal. <laughs> yeah. But back to
0: Peter Andre. Oh yeah, back to Peter Andre.
1: Yeah. So the second part of his comment, which is quite contradictory, just goes to show money and fame can't buy happiness.
0: I feel like he's. I feel like he's like slagging him off or something. He's been like, "Oh God!" So he's on one hand, saying, "Oh, you're a celebrity and you've got money in the bank and who are sure you to be depressed?" But then, by the same token, he's saying, "Well, I guess money can't buy you happiness." I feel like he hasn't been on Peter Andre's side there. I feel like he's saying, "Well." hmm. Told you so, just goes to show you, you're rich and you're still depressed. Yeah. In the club. I
1: think a lot of people do actually secretly like when things go wrong for celebrities or people with money. People don't like it when other people do well for themselves. You know, depression bring you back down to reality, sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Like, we're like inherently selfish as people, jealous as people, as human beings. Yeah. People really, I mean, and God. God rest her soul, Caroline Flack, that's a prime example of people really, you know, really driving somebody to terrible, terrible harm and taking their own life.
1: Yeah, well, we've kind of touched upon sort of, you know, there doesn't need to be any reason, you know, social reason Mm -mm. for depression, you know, it can be a chemical thing. You know, these days, social media plays a big part, I think, in people's mental health.
0: Mm, A toxic cesspit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whether it's, you know, obviously we wouldn't experience... Tro- well, when this podcast takes off, we'll need to bat the trolls away. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the paps outside the fart. And...
1: Yeah. Obviously for celebrities and things, it's all the trolls and hate comments. But I guess for the kind of average Joe, it's more the comparison with celebrities that you're comparing your life to people that, you know, have millions in the bank and have these so-called perfect lives.
0: Well, yeah, perfect's the word, is not it? So, like, people compare themselves, as you said, to these people who are supposedly perfect, like, complete saints, idols. They've got, you know, the the kind of show-home-looking house. They've got the, you know, fancy car, nice clothes. So then maybe when these people are found to be imperfect, as in, you know, they're just, like, me and you make mistakes... Say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing because you know that's a sudden, like, kind of like lifting of the veil, and all of a sudden, people are like, ah, they're not that perfect, and then people come after them and hound them. So, do you think like they hold celebrities to this kind of weird, unachievable, unrealistic standard of like behavior and things?
1: But when I look at a celebrity's Instagram, or I I know that it's not real, or I know that you know they're not going to show the the rubbish bits. (laughs)
0: No, but I think it might be like a subconscious thing. Like you look and you just absorb it. Like, oh, that's what their life's like. That's what their flat looks like. That's what their wardrobe is like, you know. But I guess the point is it's all like subconscious, isn't it? That's what like PR is and marketing is. And Mm -hmm. I guess that goes some, that's like kind of true for celebrity culture as well. Like,
1: I think to bring it back to the sort of male mental health, you know, when we talked about body image and things, in the past, it was always women when we looked at magazines, size zero, Photoshop. But yeah. now everyone's on social media. Now men are experiencing this sort of body image woes and
0: No, no I mean like I, th- I think in, in kinda of eating disorders and body dysmorphia are you know becoming more and more prevalent in boys and men.
1: Until we tackle this sort of stiff upper lipness when it comes to mental health for men and women, then
0: We'll not get anywhere.
1: We'll not get anywhere. But just at the moment, men need that little bit more help than women on this.
0: On getting the conversation going, probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably.
1: Though clearly it's a pandemic with male suicide at the moment.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Difficult, difficult um topic to talk about, difficult to find a solution to. Very Mm -hmm. complex we just putting our toppings worth in. Alright, it's time for my Karen. This is another social media find we do. We, we, we basically find them all on social media, don't we? This one relates to um, Strictly Come Dancing.
1: Oh. Karen's love Strictly Come Dancing, don't
0: they? Well, they do, but this one oh. has had enough... I think it's safe to say that she won't be watching Strictly anymore. Uh Uh-oh. So I'll read you. Yeah, there's trouble brewing. Trouble in Paradise. This this woman's um, Twitter isn't private, obviously, because I can read her comment. And it's actually her account has since been suspended because I went back to look at it via a link and it said it was from a suspended account. So, you know, what goes around comes around. Anyway, so she said, so they announced the, the couples for Strictly. Elaine has said, same-sex couple on Strictly. need to get myself something else to watch. Full stop.
1: Oh. So she's not happy?
0: She's not happy. She is not happy. She won't be watching Strictly anymore because of the same-sex couple.
1: And is it literally one same-sex couple out of how many couples?
0: Well, I- I'm glad you asked. Because I did win, and I did the math because I've got nothing better to do. All in all, including this series that's just been announced, there have been 252 celebrities that have been on Strictly Come Dancing. Mm. Can you name them all? Anne (laughs) Whedicombe? Correct. (laughs) Um, So that means, that actually means that since Strictly's been going on, there have been 126 couples dancing together. One celeb, one profession. One of them has been same sex. Less than one percent.
1: It it would take it would take up so much so little of the program that she could fast forward it if it was really offending her that much.
0: I like that idea that you know she can watch. She doesn't mind all these kind of straight guys going about in very you know traditionally quite camp, quite flamboyant, quite feminine attire. You know that their salsa, their frilly salsa tops, their they tight can. trousers. But the thought of two men doing that together. Oh, no. Absolutely not.
1: Well, it's that kind of common argument, isn't it? Of Oh, I'm not homophobic. I'm not homophobic. Um, As long as they just, you know, they don't don't do it in front of my face.
0: (laughs) My favourite one is um, as long as they don't shove it down my throat. Your choice of words.
1: Or not. Um, Shoving it down your throat is literally just gay people existing, isn't it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think that's her problem, isn't it? Like she doesn't want she doesn't want gay people to have any representation in the mainstream. I just find it a bit odd that she's that bothered about by it. The guy who replied initially and said it was twenty twenty, why is this an issue? Somebody different replied to him because it's cut off. But I think she said something along, She said it just seems pointless and then I think she said they're there to dance, not to do anything else or something like that. And I was like, Yeah, exactly. They're just there to dance. So what's the issue? Like they're not gonna start getting off with each other on primetime TV. Not even that that would be an issue because that's perfectly illegal in this country. <laughs> and normal.
1: H from Steps was on Dancing On Ice. They had a same-sex couple. Did they? Mm-hmm. God,
0: that's... STV, again, ahead of the BBC. Yeah. So I'd, I wonder what Elaine's real issue is. She does have a couple of emojis in her Twitter name hmm can you guess
1: the British flag <laughs> yeah, is there just three British flags?
0: <laughs> There's a Union Jack and a salter nice so I think I think she's like a Scottish unionist, right, and she's also a homophobe uh and I'm not gonna say anything more so. i'm saying I'm saying nothing. <laughs>
1: It's going to be a short podcast
0: this week then. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we read her Twitter bio as well? Because it's yeah. not private. Okay. Fed up with PC Brigade. Is that us? Oh, I. Fed up with PC Brigade. Sturgeon, Freeman, Swinney, et al. Boycott China. Abhor any cruelty to animals. No halal slaughter here. Union Jack, Saltire. End.
1: I've always um, found the halal thing so funny. Not funny, but the people you mean the p- get up in arms about halal meat, but they'll eat chicken nuggets and they'll eat factory-farmed Finlay crispy pancakes or whatever they're called.
0: <laughs> crispy pancakes. Um, turkey dinosaurs?
1: Turkey dinosaurs, yeah.
0: So she's fed up with the PC Brigade I love when people say that I love when people say that I'm fed up with people who are politically correct because it's like like, I think you're just annoyed that you can't be a racist or a homophobe anymore
1: yeah, the good old days
0: the good old days when I could say what I wanted about whoever I wanted and get absolutely no backlash for it Thoughts on Thoughts on Strictly as a thing? Great. <laughs> I have never seen it.
1: I've watched it on the occasion if it's on telly and there's nothing else on, but
0: Theme I... Tunes absolutely brilliant. Not the same without Brucie. He did? What? No, he he passed away, yeah. He was he was Mr. Strictly, wasn't he? uh, Why
1: do people get so up in arms though about.?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if she's maybe, you know, she really enjoys strictly. Do
1: you think if if they weren't gay, it wouldn't be such a big deal?
0: I don't even know if they are gay. Because I
1: I think, I do do. think, okay, I just assumed that's why there was the kind of outlook. Because I'm sure other years they've done, the professionals have danced together.
0: So maybe, I don't know, maybe. Elaine just absolutely loves the kind of sexual tension that you get and like a really, you know, tight
1: dance, yeah.
0: tango or a saucy salsa or a, you know, a kind of romantic wee waltz. Maybe she really relishes that. And the fact that that might be too men sharing it, she just can't handle it. She doesn't want to know. She doesn't want to see.
1: Yeah, maybe that's not what...
0: It's not what God intended. That's not to...
1: what does it for Elaine.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you... What would you dance if you went on Strictly? I think I'd do a Gay Gordon's or something, something simple.
1: Yeah. I'm too fat for anyone to lift me up, so I'd need you do one they don't lift you up. That <laughs> would be like Anne Widdecombe, where they just drag you along the floor.
0: My <laughs> God, <can't> remember that. <laughs> this woman is a bigot who can't bear to watch her favourite TV show just because there's two women dancing together. It's a bit sad, isn't it?
1: A wee bit, yeah. To sort of say that you're just it makes you feel that you're not going to watch, that's quite a statement, isn't it?
0: I think I think they'll be I think they won't miss her viewership. No. <laughs> if she's like that. Um She did have a follow up tweet on her own timeline, her own page. Um, that said, oh dear, some elements in our society are really getting their tights in a tangle over over my Strictly comments. Get over it. I'm entitled to my opinion, and if you don't like it, go have a cry. And then some crying emojis.
1: Oh well, Elaine, don't worry.
0: Don't worry, Elaine, we're not crying. We're cringing. Love, love, love the fact she's described it as an opinion. Um, I think we spoke about this on like the first podcast we did, how like present like very basic, you know, right and wrong as like having an opinion. Like to have an opinion on homosexuality. It's like well, you yeah,
1: don't have also, an opinion
0: on it. You either you're either a bigot or you're not
1: people not say the most yeah. awful thing and then just because they say, Yeah, but that's my opinion, it's somehow okay.
0: As if it's untouchable. So, like, oh I'm allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're you're allowed to have an opinion but some things aren't based on opinion, some things are just morally okay and morally not okay. Do you know what I
1: mean? And you can just say something that's wrong. You know, I can say the sky is orange, but that's my opinion. I'm like, no. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right, <then. laughs> Let's just say it's your opinion doesn't mean it's true.
0: Yeah, it's a lazy it's a lazy argument, isn't it? It's like somebody yeah. who's said somebody who's said something knows that they're, you know, Maybe almost like an an element of self awareness, being like knows that people don't agree with it and that they're probably on the wrong side of the fence, but just kind of sign off with a "That's my opinion" as if it's some kind of disclaimer. Yeah, do you know? Um, I thought you could do a you could do a St Bernard's Waltz on strictly. You'd be quite good at that. Do you remember that from high school? One, two, three,
1: one, two, three, That one.
0: No, that well, you did that for the B box at the end, but before it was one, two, three, up,
1: down. Oh yeah. Do you know for um, Kaylee dancing, I always had to be the boy.
0: Once or always.
1: Most of the time, because I was tall. <laughs> did you? Now that I'm a famous podcaster, they can hit me up. I'll go same sex if you want. Don't mind. How,
0: how very accommodating of you, Bethany. I
1: know. Or they could pair me up with a big hunk, I wouldn't mind.
0: A big hunk. Either way. (laughs) Okay, so it's probably time to vote.
1: Okay, so Martin was mine. And Martin was berating Peter Andre for having mental health issues because he's rich, he's a celebrity, has a nice family, seemingly perfect life and was sort of berating him for having mental health issues.
0: So quite insensitive. um...
1: Insensitive to obviously the current pandemic that we're facing against male mental health, unsympathetic to mental health in general and just generally being a bit of a Karen or a Gammon.
0: A gammon, a Karen. Oh, he's he's a Karen. He's a he's a Karen. Yeah. I think I think both of our examples had a wee bit of sass in them tonight. Yeah. I don't think. Um. I think this guy with his ellipses, very sarcastic, and then a wee ellipses for effect, and then a uh, money can't buy you happiness, very sassy. And then my example was um, Elaine, who she set herself up quite well. Same sex couple on Strictly. Need to get myself something else to watch. Full stop. And then obviously her Twitter bio is bit, you know, just like talking about all these different things. Boycott China, full stop. She's really kind of got a scattergun approach to her caringness, you know. So I'm going to be really selfish, I think, and vote for my own one this week. I think, I th- I think the fact that she's got multiple different things that she's clearly pissed off about. Yep. Uh, the rhetorical question. Really like that. Uh, the 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 real, the, the final nail in the coffin, I think, f- f- for her to be the winner, you know, obviously we've spoken about the rhetorical question, but also the fact that she's like, need to find myself something else to watch. That's very, very Karen. It's very like, I'm speaking to like a customer service person. I'm almost saying like, I won't be back. I will not shop here again. I will not give you my custom anymore. I mean, I d- if you wanted I to take it. The
1: bosses it- at the BBC are going to read this and go, oh no. Helene's oh, no, not
0: going to watch. Helene's <laughs> no happy. I guess if she if, if she really really couldn't stand it, she could just not pay her license fee. But she's got a Union Jack in her bio, which makes you think she you know she's a bit of a UK bootlicker. So she's probably going to keep paying it. Bootlicker. <laughs> I I love that as a phrase. I think it's so brilliant. It's so simple yet it's so cutting.
1: Just yeah.
0: Shows somebody up for being a subservient. A date.
1: Well, well done, Karen of the week.
0: Thank you very much. First victory, one of three. We need to keep going now, so I have more wins than you do.
1: It's not very nice.
0: So there will there will be an episode. It's not
1: about when; it's about taking part and having fun.
0: Mm, the inner Karen and in me is really jumping out right now, and it's definitely all about winning.
1: You want to speak to my manager?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get get Ryan in here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> casual misogyny. <laughs> usual okay well that was that was good fun i enjoyed i enjoyed myself this week
1: yeah thanks if you enjoyed this please like and subscribe
0: yeah and you can follow our instagram it's at what is it now karen
1: or you can email us uh what is it now karen at gmail.com
0: yeah send us something give us some feedback positive or negative i can't keep just relying on my mum to shape the course of this podcast (laughs)
1: She thinks it's good, so as long as she thinks it's good, we'll keep it up.
0: Um, and it was it was good to chat to you this week. We've put put the world to rights for another week. See you next week. We're we'll concentrating a podcast. <laughs>